Welcome to another episode of the award-nominated motorsport show, Pit Lane Parley. Like the show, leave a rating, retweet our show post, or don't. Want to chat racing more? Ask us to join the PLP Twitter group. Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Jokum. Frenchie is here. We are going to do a little Formula One news. We'll talk Long Beach and get ready for this weekend. Sarah is at the track, so we'll have a second episode this week kind of be whatever media bullpen or whatever she does this weekend. So if you're there, say hi to Sarah. And I will not be having a repeat of screaming at an Uber driver this year because I decided I had no interest in going. And I don't know. I guess we can start with trivia. I'll sound my bugle to get ready for our trivia question. Trivia question is simple. And this is IndyCar related. Can you name every team Joseph Newgarden has raced for since his maiden year in GP3 in 2010? <laughs> wow, so you're talking about not even just an indie car you're talking about just as he had one year in gp3 and then one year in indie lights and then indie car okay um i i'm gonna come back to whoever you raced for in gp3 because i don't remember but in indie lights he raced for sam schmidt okay won the championship in what 2011 yes yeah okay and then he moved to and these names are going to be frustrating Sarah Fisher Hartman racing. Okay, yep. We have three years there. So that's three. Okay, 2012, 13, and 14. And then and then I guess Ed Carpenter came on. So it was like Carpenter Fisher Hartman racing, right? Carpenter Fisher Hartman racing. Yep. Or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't remember the exact name. Yeah, no, you got it. I, I it says CFH racing on here, so I was just sounding it out to look at it. Well, and then he had at least one year where he was, it was just Carpenter, like the Fisher Hartman part left. Yep. And then did he move straight from Carpenter to Penske? I, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm trying to think of who he raced for in GP3. Um, I don't even remember how he did in GP3. He had one pole and eight points total, 18th in standings. Wow, really? Correct. Then he must have been with a bad team, no? I can't tell you that. Oh, Otherwise, it would ruin trivia. Oh. Nice Wait. try, though. Was he... he? Was he teammates with Connor? No, don't tell me that. I think um, I... I'm, I'm still not telling you. Also, I don't know. No, he wasn't teammates with Connor. They just they switched or something, right? I don't know. There was something about that. I don't remember. They were both over there at some point. I can't remember what it was. All right. I'm just going to guess a team because I have no idea who he would have been with. Let's go with 
Carlin. Carlin, it is. Yes. Okay. I, I knew it had to be someone like that. There is one team you're missing from 2010 to present day. That he's been with? Mm-hmm. What? 2010 to present day? Didn't you? I said Sam Schmidt in 2011. Mm-hmm. Then it was Sarah Fisher Hartman. Then it was CFH. Mm-hmm. Then it was Ed Carpenter. Then it was Penske. And then Penske. Yep. He has someone up. He has another team that he's been with. Yeah. Um, in IndyCar. I can't tell you. Oh, in any ever. series. Ah, that's what you're trying to trick me with. What What has he done that's not been IndyCar related? I can't even think now. Did he? I can't even remember now if he did the Rolex. I'm not. I'm trying to like give you no facial expression, so I don't give you a hint. I don't. I cannot think of what else he did, and it's probably like the most recent thing is what I'm forgetting, isn't it? Yep, it was Tower Motorsports that the Rolex. That's what I was gonna say was Tower, <laughs> but I could I because I remembered Scott McLaughlin did it at Sebring, but I was like, did he do it at Rolex? I mean, to be fair, you know, April was or April January was like seven months ago. So, anyway, how was your Passover week. Does Passover extend past Wednesday, last Wednesday, or was it just last Wednesday? No. So, I mean, I'm a very non-observant yeah. uh, Jewish person. And yeah, because my dad's Catholic anyway. So I have that split household thing going on. But it Passover is eight days, or not eight days. I'm sorry. Passover is a week long, basically. Okay. So you are supposed to not eat anything with leavening in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for eight days and you eat matzah and but the first night of passover is the seder which is and no one needs a, a lecture on how <laughs> passover is celebrated so i'll just yeah, say that it, it was it was good the seder is always kind of interesting it's uh i mean my fiance's family invited like all my grandparents over and so there was this big kind of mixing of families for the seder this year at least on my mom's side so that was pretty cool to have a little bit of that before we get married in March. Nice. So let me paint a picture of how my weekend started off kind of going witter shins instead of in the right direction. So Thursday night, my brother and sister-in-law and my nephew got in like after I was asleep. But I heard the baby crying in the other room. And that's, yeah, I whatever. I don't I don't care. But like 1.30 in the morning, I hear Daniel like rustling in the crate. And that's when he decides, I guess he was sick and he pooped everywhere in the crate, everywhere in the crate. (laughs) So it's like two o'clock in the morning. It's dark. And now I have to figure out how to carry poop covered dog crate pad downstairs, get the dog downstairs to get him like outside and cleaned up. And if he needs to go to the bathroom again, while also getting dressed also, while trying not to wake up a 11 month old baby at the same time. So fast forwarding out how like I didn't go back to sleep until like 515 that morning because the dog was sick. And I, I was literally watching TikToks in the dark outside in the front lawn, just like killing time while the dog did his business or slept. And I waited. <laughs> and so 
yeah, Friday, Friday was very rough because nobody slept. And my brother came downstairs and he's like, Hey, uh, you know, I hope the baby didn't keep you up last night. And I was like, no, not really. Did I wake you guys up last night? He's like, no, why? I'm like, okay, good. So I managed to not wake anybody up despite, you know, having to sprint downstairs with poop covered stuff and I poop on my gym shorts. And <laughs> it was just like total chaos. I was a mess all Friday. I slept for maybe, God, I don't know, two hours at the most Thursday night. And then like, you know, had to handle in an infant and family in town and all that stuff. So yeah, it was really fun. Good thing there was no racing last weekend then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank God. So let's do F1 first because there's like not, not much to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Daniel and pooping is more interesting. Daniel pooping is more interesting than the than, news this week. Than the news this week. And I'm, you know, uh, not even kidding. But I will say I did have a great apple pie this weekend when I was out to dinner. Actually, it might have been Friday night. Anyway, let's talk F1. You're going to say where so people can go get the same pie or... No, I don't want anybody to know where I, I eat dinner in Pennsylvania because I don't want Cody. You think to, you're like, going to get stalkers? I think Cody's going to, or like, yeah, Cody or or Mr. McCoy are just going to like show up at, at the restaurant and just be like, hi, I'm, I'm waiting for you. So, but that's better than someone you don't even know. Like, is it? I would think so. I like, at least you would recognize them and you yeah. could hang out with them. If it's just a stranger that's kind of lurking. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that that's fair. Okay, what do also you got? like Cody has kids. He's not driving out to Pennsylvania to stalk you. Uh, C- C- Cody, if he had a chance to get away for a day, is getting away for a day. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even saying that to be mean to Cody. Cody has. I I understand having three kids wanting to get away for a day because I just spent a couple hours with my friend Ryan's kids, and once one started having a meltdown, it, it seemed like a lot of work. Okay, I just got an email that actually is relevant to the podcast. And the only reason I opened it is because it says urgent in capital letters. Ooh. The email is from Grid Rival and it says login with Facebook has been eliminated, resolution enclosed. And if you're like me and a lot of the time you don't feel like creating a new login, you just use Facebook because you don't care about Facebook and just Yep. Like if the password's compromised, whatever, you know, it's I just don't go on there then it looks like you're going to have to change your login. I use login with uh, my Apple ID. That's what I'm going to have to... No, I can't. I'm going to have to use the same account. Otherwise, my score is gone. And I'm like up into 12th or something right now. Yeah, you are. You're 12th. I don't know how that happened. It must have had a really good race in Australia, basically. Because I thought I was... Didn't... After the first two races, I was really low down there. I thought we were talking about it was the end of my season already. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's get into the F1 news real quick before we kind of find something else to sidetrack us. Um, I just want to bring this up real quick about the, whatever they're saying they're going to do about the F1 sprint races. We don't know what they're going to do. It's been suggested a few different things. Max Verstappen says he's going to quit over the new format because I'm going to read you his quote. He said, even if you change the format, I don't find that it is in the DNA of F1 to do these kind of sprint races. I hope there won't be too many changes. Otherwise, I won't be around for too long. I'm not a fan of it at all. When we do all that kind of stuff, the weekend becomes very intense and we already do a lot of races. 
we're heading into seasons where we could have 24 or 25 races. And if you start adding more, it is not worth it for me. I will not enjoy that. So I guess Verstappen would just, he doesn't enjoy winning too much. Like there's a limit to how much he wants to win. You know, it gets too tiring to just destroy everyone every weekend. So I, I actually agree with him on this at some oh, point. Just, I do too. I'm just making fun of him. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just think that all of these changes, you know, whether it's the potential changes for the sprint race in a couple weeks or, you know, whatever, at, at some point, like I read this article today. No, I'm sorry. I saw it on TikTok how NASCAR almost feels scripted at, at points with the way, you know, cautions go and overtimes go and, 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 you know, whatever else NASCAR is doing. And F1 is kind of headed in that direction. And if you're Max Verstappen, like, yeah, you love winning. You know, you, you are right now the most dominant driver in the most dominant car. You can win. You're probably going to win this championship probably next year too. And then, you know, 20 and probably the year after. And then 2026, who knows? So you've got a couple years ahead of you. But at some point, you're like, listen, this is all contrived. I want to go racing. You know, he'll probably do, you know, WEC racing or something overseas because I don't think he's an, a fan of ovals, but. Yeah, I mean, why would you stay if you're not enjoying the racing? I I don't blame them at all. It is kind of contrived or could be contrived. I mean, I, I, I'm with you on that. I think he's probably very unlikely to quit, but this is just his way of telling F1, you need a name like me. I, I mean, I unfortunately think that F1 needs him more than he needs F1. He could go do whatever the heck he wants and... He's probably made enough money through whatever his last contract was with Red Bull that he could walk away and be happy for the rest of his life. And he's already a two-time world champion. I mean, what more does he need to prove? Right. But just he's somebody who I think I do have to respect for being all about racing. I make fun of him a lot for being a robot and for having no emotions and all that kind of thing. And it's fun to joke around about that, but he's extremely dedicated to racing and all the time he spends at the sim and, I mean, it's been definitely, I don't want to say beaten into his skull because that's probably a little too close to home for his relationship with his father. <laughs> and I'm not joking. It's really sad who, what you're, yeah. what's kind of coming out that I think is going to happen in that documentary that I've seen clips from now. But about him like getting left at a gas station and all that and how, how he felt when Yas went to prison. Anyway, I've just seen clips of it on TikTok. It looks really kind of, I have a little bit more respect for Max, I think. Okay, okay. But I will say, he just doesn't want them to keep manipulating the sport. Yep. There's a level to which he'll accept the racing being taken, not out of his hands, but out of the tradition of F1, to where he just doesn't feel the need to compete anymore. And maybe some of the other drivers don't care, but I have a feeling that probably most of them would be on his side about it, that they don't want to see the FIA turn it into a complete circus. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I, yeah, let's move on. Okay. Um, I'm just going to say that people need to spend time, I mean, and obviously we spend an inordinate amount of our daily lives focused on racing, covering racing. So I'm not trying to insult anyone who, you know, thinks about racing, talks about racing all the time. But let me just say that there is a petition 
that has, I guess, gained about 80,000 signatures demanding that the result of the 2021 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix be changed. Oh, get over yourselves. There are so many other things I think that people could put this energy into that would be more productive, useful. You know, this is a sport and it's a hobby. It's something fun to pay attention to. But if it starts to take over your life and you're signing a petition about it uh, because you're unhappy about a result, you know, you can be unhappy about the result. But I think at this point, we're not going to see it change. So still devoting this much energy into being frustrated or Yep. Just kind of harping on it is not worth anyone's time. And I probably just angered some people who feel that way. I'm um, not trying to discount the way that they feel about 2021 because we know what happened, but there's a point where you just have to move on. And I think that time has already come and gone a long time ago. You know, first off, yes, a hundred percent. This, I, I was tired of this situation a year ago and I don't understand why we're still like it's it's not going to change it the 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 way it played out sucked i agree but it is what it is get over yourself and move on i am also referring to certain people in my personal life who seem to stalk my personal life and max verstappen or max verstappen fans and lewis hamilton fans who just can't let go of the past now that i've thrown multiple people under the bus in the first 20 minutes of this episode what's next I think even Lewis Hamilton is he's over. Yeah, I don't to a degree. I'm sure in the back of his mind, he's like, that sucked. That really hurt. And he'll probably look back on it with some disdain. But he also knows, like, I still have a career in racing and I still need to like, you know, I still need to focus on the task ahead of me. Here's what I liken it to. Obviously, everyone, I mean, even if you weren't alive, you probably know if you're an F1 fan about. Alan Prost and Ayrton Senna's really controversial collisions in 1989 and 1990. Ayrton Senna was not happy. And I think he threatened to leave the sport multiple times after 1989, when essentially he lost that championship because he went out at Suzuka. Yeah. In a collision with Alan Prost. I think that's the exact same situation that Lewis Hamilton was in. But then Senna went on to win the 90 and 91. Well, he won 90. Running should be simple. Just put on your shoes and go. And yet, when you try to learn about how to get better at it, especially as you age, you're confronted with conflicting advice, complicated workouts, and confusing nutrition trends that just won't work for you. On The Planted Runner, I'll share exactly how to run faster, longer, and feel great doing it at any age because you don't have time to waste. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and I went from not running at all in my late 30s to finishing a marathon in 2.58 at age 42, all on a plant-based diet. I've helped hundreds of runners achieve new personal records well into their 60s and even 70s with science-backed training, plant-based nutrition, and proven mental strength techniques. Each episode of The Planted Runner is like a private coaching session on the run where you'll learn from me and the guests I interview. You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals that you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along the planted runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. 
Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. By crashing back into Alan Frost, but, um, you know, anyway, he moved on, right? He continued right, with his life. Right. And I don't think people signing a petition for the results of that championship race or that championship season to be changed does anything for him or does anything for a professional athlete because they're about moving forward and improving rather than kind of focusing on the past. And I think if he focuses on the past too much, we're going to see him retire. So yeah. Yeah. If we, if we keep rubbing it in and just kind of reminding him of that constantly, instead of focusing on getting the team back to where it wants to be so we can have future success, it's just going to burn him out. That That's my theory, at least. And so I don't think what his diehard fans are doing is actually productive. That's fair. I agree. Okay. Now that the psychological rant is over, let's talk about... Alpine potentially working their way towards the front. Mm, I don't believe it, but continue. (laughs) So they, I guess, have some upgrades coming that they're going to introduce at Baku and Imola. And I think it's a two-part. Yeah, I don't know when they're going to release. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're just going to introduce one part at one of those races and the next, you know, but however it's going to happen is apparently their development plan is worth six tenths according to their wind tunnel data. So six tenths would bring them. uh, How close would that bring them? Would that bring them up to? I think it would bring them right to where Mercedes, Aston Martin and Ferrari are behind Red Bull. Hypothetically. Yeah. So. I have a feeling that they wouldn't be this bullish and give an exact number of how many tenths they're seeing if it's not actually true, because you can't set that specific level of expectations for your team or your company investors and then not follow through on it unless they've made some kind of mistake. So what I think is that, I mean, they're seeing something and the only thing I worry about is that obviously the other teams are going to make more progress, right? I mean, Right. So I it think may not result to the what they think it will. I think it's two things. I think like, yes, that's a good point. That's not actually what I was going to say. But, you know, it's it's, you know, it's a cornucopia of things, really. It's, you know, it could be exactly what you said. It could be, you know, OK, so they say it's six tenths gain. But really, once you're out on track in a competitive situation, it's like four tenths. Not to say that four tenths isn't insignificant but you're still a little bit behind and then you're a little bit behind and Mercedes gets better and Aston gets a little better and Ferrari keeps tumbling down and Red Bull gets better and it doesn't change all that much. So you might gain a little bit. I mean, I hope they do because they've been kind of dreadful so far. 
yeah, I mean, it doesn't help that the thing that everyone was worried about, aka their two drivers who were previously and may or may not still be mortal enemies crashing into each other, happened in Australia. Um, and if that continues to happen and the atmosphere gets really contentious, it's going to be juicy for everyone to watch, but it's not going to be pleasant for anyone in that team. Yep. So you never know that that could also be a problem of those two guys racing with each other and neither one being willing to give an inch. Yeah, very true. Okay. I'm also, the news is just really, we were talking about this before we started on air. It's just really clickbaity this week, like worse than usual. So let's for F1 stuff. Yeah, I think we've spent enough time on F1 I have this one week. Thing left. Okay. Cuz this one thing yeah, I'm I'm not even going to bother with this other thing that I pulled yeah. up because it's yeah. so bad. The last one is just that we're hearing and this is kind of rumory, I guess, it's definitely unsubstantiated that the Belgian Grand Prix at Spa is closer to remaining on the schedule. The deal was set to expire at the end of this season. And it was unknown if it was going to return in the future. And that would obviously be a huge problem for a lot of people who view it as a classic track and one of the best tracks in the world. I mean, it's it's still kind of tainted, I guess, its image by what happened in, what was that, 2021 or 2022? 2021, right? The rain year? Yeah. I think that was, wasn't, you know, it was 2021, yeah. Yeah, so that was a, a huge kind of stain on their reputation of the track and the organization there and would be enough, I think, to put it in doubt of whether it should be renewed. But apparently a delegation from F1 visited the track and the Belgian GP organizers are now confident that they're going to reach an extended deal. So oh, good. Uh, I don't think it's going to end up being replaced, which is good because honestly, I worry that we would see some kind of a, I don't know, Mickey Mouse track in the Middle East pop up in place of spa yep and i'd rather yep. not see that agreed so before so we have long beach i'm trying to pull up long beach times for the weekend i'll pull oh, up. i have that okay so we'll, we'll long beach is the same track as always it's it's usually a solid race i don't think it's like i think it's a like you know a crown jewel weekend because there's LA and celebrities and everything famous. It's definitely not my, <laughs> it's definitely like as far as on track racing for IndyCar, not my favorite race, if I'm being honest. But also, there's some awesome racing this weekend. So, you know, IMSA is there too. Mm -hmm. I think Porsche Cup is there. Yeah, Porsche Carrera Cup and Stadium Super Trucks. Stadium Super Trucks. And then WEC is racing at Portimao this weekend. Most of that race is on motor trend online and i think all of it is on fiawec.tv i don't really know when the race is i just know it's this weekend i could try and find that too yeah so lots of good racing this weekend and i guess by the time everybody's listening to this if you're listening in the afternoon we'll know the awards results because i hear i think they're <laughs> 1 1 p.m eastern thursday i'm not i'm not, i'm like you and i have said I'm not expecting to win versus those big. I demand a recount already. <laughs> just kidding. I'm not. I'm not gonna. That, this just like this cliche thing nowadays is to uh, say that the election was rigged. I'm not gonna go there. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if you guys want to post memes like that, we do support you posting the memes. 
not in an angry way. If you're doing it as no, a joke, yes. then it's funny. Please make it fun. We'd like to be nominated again next year because this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, so, don't encourage like people to. Yeah, yeah. Don't be. Don't be. Half. Yeah, <laughs> troll, but troll nicely. That is specifically directed at like McCoy and other friends of the show that like we know enjoy a good troll. Oh yeah, he's not a a vicious troll. He he no. likes to send those nonsensical memes, which yes. are entertaining for everyone. I'll see him in. The, so I'm covering my first NASCAR race at the end of the month. So I will see him down there. <laughs> I am not jealous of the track that you are going to because I've been yeah, there and it was one of the worst experiences. It's so loud. It was so yeah, it was like it was kind of unbearably loud, and I didn't really like even the area. I wasn't impressed by it, but I do. I'm excited to cover an NASCAR race with you in the future just to see what that's like to be on the other side of it. Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued enough. I, you know, I, I don't really know what I'm getting myself into, but some friends, you know, between Ashley Keller, who, you know, works on the IndyCar side and a couple other friends, we at least have some resources to go to, to be like, I don't understand what's going on right now and they can help yes. us. So, yes. All right. When are Long Beach times? And then we'll do predictions. No lineup changes, obviously no Ed Carpenter. So we're back to 27 Dark. cars. Yep, Oval Specialist, Ed Carpenter. All right. Oh, Just and kidding. We love you, Ed. Yeah, sure. And <laughs> we... Uh, the, we wish you a smorgasbord of success. <laughs> we wish you a cornucopia of wittershins. <laughs> yeah, you said, you said cornucopia, so I had to throw something like that in. We also learned this week that the April open test... For the 500 will be streamed on Peacock, so you guys can stop complaining that things aren't being streamed because they're now being streamed. So when is racing activity this weekend? Oh, don't forget, F1 signed a massive deal with Paramount Plus that we don't understand whatsoever. Yep, couldn't couldn't <laughs> about streaming. Yep, yep. <laughs> Getting to the times that are more important. Um, IndyCar practice one. I guess are these local times? Uh, yes, practice. I'm on the Acura Grand Prix website, so I assume yeah. these are West Coast local times. So it is from West Coast. Wow, so it's 6 p.m. to 7.15 p.m. That's Eastern time. Yeah, yeah Eastern time. I was giving yeah. Eastern. Oh, okay, I was, yes. Uh -huh. Yes. Okay. I, did, I was doing my little calculation of plus three. Yeah. Okay, so that's on Friday. Obviously, that's the first practice. There's nothing else. There's IMSA stuff, but I guess um, we don't need to list all those times. Practice two is at 11.45 a.m. to 12.45 on Saturday, followed by qualifying at 3.05 p.m. And then the race on Sunday is at noon. No, that's warm no, that's warm ups. The race, is the, race? Three. the race is 3 p.m. Eastern. Wow. Okay. Which pre -race means... Says, oh, yeah. The pre-race says 2.45. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Drivers start your engines at 3.35. Yep. There's probably a half hour of lead-in. Okay. Yeah. That's later than usual, right? Uh, not for Long Beach. It's been the same the last couple of years. Hmm. I mean, it's later because it's West Coast. That's the only difference. Oh, yeah. Okay. For some reason, I felt like they started the race earlier in the past. Maybe a little bit, but I don't think it was too too far off. I think a couple of years ago, it was like 4.30 p.m. or something. 
When is the NASCAR race this weekend? Does that compete? I don't know. I thought you said you were covering NASCAR now. It's the end of the month. I'm not, I'm not covering <laughs> I know, I'm, trolling, I'm trolling you. Um, okay, let's see when the, the race is. Yep, it is at Martinsville uh, at 3 p.m. on Sunday. So it's going to directly compete. So it might rain in Martinsville. And I know NASCAR has that like short track rain oval package now. So I will actually tune in to NASCAR before green flag IndyCar. So, you know, if if that's the case, I don't know if I'll, I'll, I'll probably watch it till green flag IndyCar anyway, because I don't do pre-race coverage or I don't watch pre-race coverage. So me neither. I know where that's like sacrilege to some people, but definitely don't do that anyway. So let's do predictions. Who's having a good weekend? OK, I need to pull up the the field, but I'm just going to guess somebody who's good on street courses. Who's going to be strong at Long Beach? I think there are people who are always strong at Long Beach. You know what? I think Marcus Erickson is on a roll and he lost out last year at Long Beach. So he's going to redeem himself. Okay, fair. I'm going Alex Rossi. I think he's going to tell his old team. I My street course success wasn't just limited to Andretti. So who's having a bad weekend? Okay, so you said Rossi is having a good weekend. Having a bad weekend. Let's get that's always tougher I to know, figure I out know. an IndyCar these days. The field is so stacked. And I feel like some teams have gotten stronger while others actually unfortunately have gotten worse. So you know what? I'm gonna go with some of the low-hanging fruit, I guess. And I no, I feel so mean. I don't want to do that. You know, I'm going to say Christian Lungard has a bad weekend and not because of him, just because I have no idea where Ray Hall is at right now. Okay. All right. I will say that Will Power is going to have another poor weekend. And all right, let's see here. Let's come up with two more predictions. Okay. First up, you know, as a street course, you know, probably is going to be ca- less chaotic than St. Pete since we're a couple races into the year at this point. But how? what percentage of laps will be run under yellow this weekend? Um, I need to get a perspective of how many laps we have. So let me, how long is the race? Do you know? I have no idea. You, you would think like as somebody who's, you know, we've 85 laps. Okay, 85 laps. So... 50% of that would be what, like 42 laps? Yeah. So I'm going to say that we run like 22 laps under caution. Okay. So about a quarter of the laps under yellow. Yep. I'm going to say we're only going to run about seven or eight laps under yellow this year. So about 10%. Okay. That'd be nice. And lastly, will we have a first-time pole sitter hmm who like first-time pole sitter ever in the series or first time at long beach okay yeah ever i don't care about long beach in particular okay let me think of who has not had a pole and if they could do it no i don't i don't think we're going to see anyone new get a pole i agree with you but for the sake of disagreeing with you i will say that Yes, we're going to see a first-time pole sitter, maybe co-host Mr. Malukas. 
Oh, he's the only one I could see, but I, uh, that, that's a, that's a good one. Has Jack Harvey ever gotten a pole position like back when he was with Meyer Shank? I'm going to pull that up for some reason. I feel I like he so. has one pole position. No, he does not. Yeah. He has one yeah. podium. And I was thinking yeah. of that race that he had at IMS. That was really good. And, uh, right. 2019 with Shank. Yeah. For some reason I thought he was on pole, but I guess not. Wow. His last top 10 was Nashville last year. And it was the 10th, right? Or yeah. Ninth. Yeah. But go back before that. When was his last top 10 other than that one? Oh, well, then it was with Shank. Like he didn't have any, he hasn't had his one yeah. top 10 his entire time with Ray Hall. But with Shank, he had one, two, three. But four. when was his last one with Shank? Oh, it was the last race of the season, Long Beach. Okay. It was okay. seventh. But I'm going to count how many he got with Shank because it's it's a lot, top tens. I mean, there's a lot of like seventh, eighth places in there. But I think they'd be pretty happy with that right now. <laughs> I would. I would for Jack, too. I'm seeing 15 total top tens. Over a period of three years with Shank. So like that that's the part where he was mostly full time. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm looking at counting, where he did most of the races. Alrighty. Well, we'll wrap it there. Everybody, thank you for listening. Play a fantasy IndyCar on the IndyCar website or the IndyCar app. There's the Pit Lane Parlay 2023 League. Feel free to join that if you're at Sarah. The track. Yeah, Sarah. Here, like three. <laughs> Who doesn't listen right? to this? Yeah, I mean, Sarah, <laughs> if you listen to this, what the hell? <laughs> I hope you have a cornucopia of excuses ready for when we grill you about it next time. Maybe next week when you're on. And bring us back some cravats. Bring us back some cravats. <laughs> Toodaloo. Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial, a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning, or have never even heard of paddle, or padel, as it's called in North America, this is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons, and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players, industry insiders, and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with the Pro Tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! Vamos!